Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Joel Coleman of the Starkville Daily News, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Joel T. Coleman here with you on a Sunday evening, Monday morning. We are glad to be with you. This is March, so we got a lot of basketball to talk about here in this show and some baseball, of course. I know you guys don't want to hear what we had to say about that. I want to thank you for tuning in at supertalk.fm or wherever it is you get a podcast from. Joel and I are pleased you have made us part of our day. We appreciate our great listeners, especially our great servicemen and women who are out there taking care of us. I want to thank our sponsors. We got Strange Brew Coffee House and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream to take care of us. They take care of you every time you're out that way. They got two locations here in Starville. They got one, or they got you know just the coffee. They don't have ice. Ice cream is only in one place. It's special. <laughs> Speaking of special, mm-hmm. uh, I, I, I tried my one of my brew at Ford's at uh-huh. Strange Brew on Sunday. Try? I had like five this week, by the way. So I've I haven't paid for coffee all week. So if y'all would like to keep that up, no, 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 I'm not I'm not pandering. No, 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 I'm, just, I'm just saying. No, no. Uh, but good friend uh, Ethan, what'd you have? Uh, he he left. I think he he left you one too. I don't want to get you excited here, but uh, an albino rhino. How never, was that? Never had the albino rhino. Uh-huh. It is hazelnut uh-huh. uh, combined with white chocolate mm-hmm. combined with the blueberry cobbler coffee and and uh, it was outstanding. Oh, there you go. It was. Just it like was, all it's, of the creations, all the it's creations different. up there. You sometimes got fruity, you got chocolatey, you got nutty. Sometimes with coffee drinks, mm-hmm. uh, the espresso kind of makes them all have a similar taste. Yeah. I mean, they're all good, but kind of some. This takes out the espresso and puts in the blueberry cobbler, and so it's different. But it's good, and it will be. Uh, I about said I, I will be buying it in the future, but if you know. You or anyone else wants to go buy one for me, I will take a free one as well. Once, once again, you, you are pandering. You got to stop with that. Can I ask a question? Yeah, sure. What's wrong with that? What's wrong with pandering? Yeah. It's, it's, it's low brow. If, if people want. No, no, no. If people to do, want, you just thank them, but we don't ask. Well, uh, you're, like, you're, like, you're like a kid at the. Can I, can I get a toy? Can I get a toy? I'm going to have to put the smack down on you. Like, no. And when we get home, you can't have your toys there either. Well, the thing is, Brian, when it hits your lips, it's just so good. I get that. I understand what you're saying. I get where you're coming from. I'm just saying. Uh, Strange Recovery House. <laughs> yeah, over there on Highway 12. Uh, I also want to thank our friends at College Corner, collegecornerstore.com, or either of their two locations in the Jackson area. They're in Flowood by uh, the Half Shell. They're in Ridgeland by Fleet Feet. They've got you taken care of for all your great MSU merchandise that you need this basketball, baseball, and, and coming up on spring football season. You come to the spring game, you want to have that nice new game day polo or whatever, they've got you taken care of. So check them out online or check out either of those two great locations. Easy shopping. They make it easy for you. Great service. Great prices at College Corner. Great weekend here uh, in some ways for Mississippi State on the hardwood. Very good. Sort of the opposite of last week, really. You had a good week on the diamond last week. Good weekend. And the basketball team sort of suffered. 
This week it's 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 flip flop. Good good results for the the basketball teams. The uh, baseball team sort of suffered. We'll start with uh with men's basketball. I don't pretend to be an expert. I don't uh, know what Joe Lenardi and those guys know, but I will not, for the life of me, be able be made to understand how a team can win on the road and drop a spot uh, in the uh, the bracketology. But that is what's happened to Mississippi State. They uh, have dropped from the first four out to the next four out, despite winning uh, at Missouri on Saturday. A, a pretty solid all-around game for Mississippi State. Didn't get the, the, the superstar performance from Reggie Perry, but he did enough. Uh, Tyson Carter, once again, who, was he your playmaker? Is um, that where you went? No, I went Abdul Adu with this game. Well, that's not a good move no, for you, that, buddy. No, I wasn't. Um, hey, but Adu, Adu continues to sort of be like the unsung hero of this team. Statistically, he's not doing very much, but then he does enough things you know, defensively, Sort of away from the ball, that you know, stuff that what, what do the coaches like to say? You know, it, it doesn't show up on the stat sheet or whatever, or anything like that. But it's sort of you know that's, that's what he's doing right now. Sixty-seven, sixty-three was the uh, the final score uh, from Missouri. Got the uh, pulling up the box score here. Like I said, with Perry, only twelve points and six uh, um, rebounds for him. Uh, Fifteen points for Tyson Carter. Twelve points for uh, Nick Weatherspoon. Two uh, two assists and no turnovers. What a weird game. State only nine turnovers, but only six seven assists. Um, they were out rebounded thirty six thirty. They shot the ball pretty well fifty three percent. The biggest thing in this game to me, both teams made thirteen free throws, is that Missouri was just insistent. They insisted upon themselves to take three point shots and not make them. Six of twenty nine shooting. They were twenty two of sixty. The rest of the way. So, simple math tells me that they wore 16 of 31, which is just a nudge above 50% from inside the three-point line. This sounds like the, the the shows we would have done a couple years ago with that team that would not stop taking threes, yet they could not miss twos. And we came up with our the alternative to always run, never pass, which was always two, never three. Uh, that's what happened in this game. And, and credit to Mississippi State. They just let them keep shooting them because they knew they couldn't make them. I mean, they were 6 of 29, and only two guys made threes. Two guys made threes, Xavier Pinson and uh, Drew Smith. But one, two, three, four, five other guys took threes, and they were all over. And not like Pinson and, and uh, Smith took shot a high percentage, 3 of 10, 3 of 7. It was The game played out the way I thought it would. Close game. Back and forth. State got out to an 11-point lead at one point. Missouri came right back. It was it was interesting all the way to the end. But in the end, State did enough to win and to stay alive another week. You know, it was a few weeks ago where we said they basically needed to win out. That's where you are. And they basically have. Um, and it's weird. They won four of their last five. The one loss was to the probably the worst team of the five. Yeah. Um, so that hurts the resume i guess but i still feel like if you win at carolina on tuesday you beat ole miss at home on saturday it sure feels like you're in doesn't it I mean, I, but I, but that said the bracketology and the net ranking 52 i believe um last i looked it doesn't really seem to be going up all that much in the net which i guess is why bracketology wise they're not really going up um, 
But yet it just feels like if you keep winning and you're what? If you win your last two, you're twenty one and ten, twelve and six in the league, that feels like a team that should be in. But I guess we'll we'll see. You may still want to do that and win a couple in Nashville. <laughs> but it, it does to me feel like if you win the next two, you may be playing in that first four or whatever they call it, but yeah. it just feels like you'd be in. Here's the thing about Mississippi State that's interesting right now. They're a game out of second. I know. The game out of second. If they win out, they get the double buy. They'll get the double buy, which might be, and credit to my friend Tyler Horka for thinking of this, might be a problem. They might need to win two games, and instead they only get the chance to play Friday, and then you're, you go you go to Saturday to maybe take on Auburn or, or Kentucky. And it's interesting to me that State is 19-10, and 10-6. and 6. Well, the alternative to that, though, is losing. Again. Right, which I don't think you, you can do either. Do. You can't do either. So they're sort of in well, a pickle right so, now. Well, I don't know that it's a pickle. You just win and see what happens. Yeah. But right now, they have a better record overall than Florida. They beat Florida head-to-head, and yet Florida is in and Mississippi State is not. State's won 10 of its last 13 games in conference play uh, since that 0-3 start. If they went out, that's winning 12 of your last 15 conference games. So you're, you're hot. You've got head-to-head wins. Over, if, you win a while, if you went out, you've got... You're 1-0 against Florida. You're 2-0 against South Carolina. You're 2-0 against Alabama. You're 2-0 against Arkansas, who are the teams that, you know, in one form or the other you've seen on the bubble somewhere. It feels like you should be in, but that's just sort of where we are right now in that what's – and this is, this is the classic tale that what you did in the beginning of the season is now haunting you here at the end. You didn't take care of business against Louisiana Tech. You couldn't beat a, a, not a great New Mexico State team. You lose two games on buzzer beaters that you you know it, that you had leads in in the se- in the second half, and now you're you're forced to just have to win out, and even then it might not be enough. And, and here's where this net ranking thing hurts state. And you can correct me if I'm wrong here because I'm not 100 percent sure I'm right, but I think I am. Wasn't part of the deal with the net making every game count the same? Kind of like yeah. the games at the beginning of the year count just as much as down the stretch, whereas before. You finishing hot kind of mattered. Yeah. Now, not there's so, a little bit more eye as test. Much. Yeah. What the, what state needs is a committee that values the eye test because the eye test, if state wins out, is a team that's won twelve of fifteen. They have talented players. They look good on the hoof. To quote a yeah. certain, you know, Ole Miss recruiting analyst, an SEC Player of the Year contender. Yeah. Everything looks good on paper. You know. So. We'll see where that takes them. State 52nd in the net ranking. No movement. Uh, when was this updated? I guess I should check that. If it was updated today, that's one thing. Updated today. So I don't know. I didn't I didn't check it yesterday to see what they moved up from, from beating Missouri. It's going to be tight. State will go to selection unless they win the SEC tournament. I take it back. If they get to Sunday, they're going to get in. But... If at, at wherever this, if they lose before Saturday, if they lose Saturday or earlier, I feel like they'll sweat on Selection Sunday. So, yeah, when it comes to Selection Sunday, no matter what happens the rest of the way, like you said, unless they win the thing or get to get to Saturday, or whatever, it's going to be a sit there, sit there and sweat it out and bite your fingernails kind of deal. Um, it's just odd to me though that it's like that. Yeah, because. 
if you'd have told me coming into this deal before the season that State's going to finish 21-10 and 10 overall and be 12-6 and 6 in the league in regular season play, I would have said done deal therein. Yeah. And I wouldn't have even second-guessed it. Well, I, I might have in just in terms of, if you said 21-10, and 12-6, I would have wanted to know who the four non-conference losses were because that was going to matter. You know, if they, you know, if you told me Villanova was one, fine. Oklahoma was one, okay. But you tell me New Mexico State and Louisiana Tech, and I'm like, ah, that's not, that's not, that's not optimal there. That, that those are those are the kind of losses that could hurt you down the road. So we'll see where it takes Mississippi State, South Carolina. That's a 5:30 Central tip on Tuesday, so be prepared for that. Of course, it's on the road, but it's just about watching it on TV. And then Saturday with Ole Miss. We'll see what happens uh, there. Going to be a very interesting week of basketball, and then it's going to be even more interesting when when we go to Nashville uh, for the SEC tournament. State, I, I I'll make another. Pre- I've been making predictions the whole time. I'll make another one. They get four more wins, they're going to get in. They'll be in with four more wins. Two in the regular season, two in the SEC tournament. Regardless if it's Thursday, Friday, or Friday, Saturday, two four more wins, they are in. Three more wins, you will sweat. Three more though, and I excuse me, I don't know if I was at the mic when I said three more though, and I think they're in. But I, I'm no expert. Nobody's no. listening to this. I just can't imagine they would win three more games and be left out. No. But if you win three more, that's what twenty-two and eleven. Right. And at that juncture, you'd be twelve and six, and in, in regular season SEC, which I know that for that really doesn't matter. I mean, the tur- the tournament committee is like, oh, they went twelve and six in the league. Right. I mean, that, they don't care about. They that. don't look at that stuff. Yeah. But that just to me sounds like the resume of a tournament. Team. It does. I know that it you, does. It does. Yeah. We'll see. They'll definitely be a snub if they're not in. Kind of deal. Like, I, I, yeah. I don't know. Here's here when they if they are left out. They will both simultaneously feel snubbed and have no one to blame but themselves at the same time. This is not, uh, I mean, it's, it's, it's sort of similar to what happened in State in, what, 10? When they lost to Kentucky in the final on the, on the John Wall lane violation. And they were like, oh, well, they got hot at the end. They'll win. They'll get in. Even John Calipari after the game was like, look, if that's not a tournament team, I don't know. And they just, the losses, they piled up early in the season, caught up with them. That's going to be the same thing here. If they don't get in, that is going to be why. The good news is, though, and we'll wrap it up with this, is that they're winning. Yeah. They've won two in a row. They've won 10 of the last 13. Now they got to finish. they got two more to get, and then, you know, your fate's just sort of up in the air. We'll see what happens. The next two games are 5.30 Central starts. That's weird. 5.30 on Saturday? Yeah. What time is baseball that day? Is it 1? I'm looking at the basketball schedule, not baseball. Well, I know that. I'm, I thought you just might know. It's usually... Usually two on Saturday. Usually, but yeah, but they might have pushed it up a little bit with a um, baseball schedule with a, one click. If only we had a device. We have a device. You're looking uh, at with against Kenny Pack. Kenny Pack. <laughs> it is a two p.m. game on Saturday. It's gonna be tight. So a two p.m. baseball game followed by a five thirty p.m. basketball game. I sense myself leaving in the bottom of the fifth to go to the hump. <laughs> That's what I'm, I'm sensing. Uh, in that game. All right. We're going to move on over to another topic, and I did that for a reason there. I got a, I, I got a little sound effect for you guys here. And that's because we're going to welcome a new sponsor to the show. That's our friends at Welcome Home Beef. They are one of Starkville's newest businesses over at 329 University Drive. That's at the corner of Montgomery and University. Guys, do you like meat? 
I hope you do because if you don't, well, you know, I, I mean, not that I have anything against vegetarians. You know, God bless them, but you know, maybe not, maybe not our target demographic here. Uh, but I, I love a good steak. I love hamburgers. I love it all. And the guys at Welcome Home Beef are Startville's newest purveyors of USDA prime beef. I got a couple of their steaks a couple weeks ago, and Joel, let me tell you, I like steak, and I feel like I can cook steak as, as well as anybody, right? What I can't do is get the kind of steaks that good restaurants get. You know, you go to a nice steakhouse, they're getting high-quality meat. Yeah. And you just can't get that at the grocery store. I got that with Welcome Home Beef. Their steaks taste like the same steaks I've eaten at good steakhouses, great steakhouses in Las Vegas and in New Orleans and in Dallas and places like that. So we want you to check them out over at 329 University Drive. You can call them at 662-418-2021 or check them out online at, on their Facebook page, just facebook.com slash welcomehomebeef. And if you want to place an order, they can uh, get you taken care of, let you know what their prices are for their USDA prime beef, local beef, locally sourced Mississippi State does the processing for them. So not only are you doing business locally, you're doing business with people who do business with Mississippi State. So it's a win-win for you. You can get some great steaks on the grill this weekend at Duty Noble. Some great burgers. Just got to give these guys a call or give them a look on Facebook and take care of them there. Welcome home beef. It just tastes good. It did not taste good in baseball this week. (laughs) What a tough week for the Diamond Dogs. Not ideal. (sighs) Suboptimal, really. Uh, I can use that because, you know, same intellectual property as we work together. Um, lose two out of three to Long Beach State. We talked about it on Friday. You know, Long Beach State, that, that, that's a good team. You could come back in a few weeks and say, okay, that was a really, you know, getting one game there was impressive. But the way State lost the games is what's going to have people up in arms. Now, before we get into that, let's look around the SEC as we're recording, Arkansas should be playing right now. Do you have a score on that, or have you looked? I have not They looked. are playing Baylor tonight. They have dropped the first two games out there in Texas this week. Um, so, they're, evidently, Casey Martin is having some big issues. They're down one nothing in the fourth as we record to Baylor. LSU was no hit on Sunday. They got no hit. They only got one hit on Friday. LSU got no hit on Sunday. So, around the SEC, Vanderbilt lost a game this week. Kumar Rocker already had to be scratched from a start. Imagine that. He threw 120 pitches the first week, and now he's got some arm soreness. See how everybody's having some issues here and there. Now, sometimes Florida's playing really well. Georgia's playing well. Ole Miss is probably a little ahead of schedule, although they're such an interesting team if you watch them. They hit dingers. They're pretty good pitching. That is it. they They don't string together hits. They just hit bombs. That feels like that's something that would run out of luck at some point. But we'll see. We'll see. But for State, Joel, self, explain to fans why, and I'm with you, I'm with you, I'm not worried this week. They do it another week, I'm going to be worried. But right now, you feel like it's going to sort itself out eventually, right? Yes, I I think so. Um, Look, you're you're 11 games into a 56-game regular season slate, so you're what not even 20 percent of the way there um what's what's stinking right now the sour taste in everyone's mouth is the fact they lost that game to texas Southern. i agree with that if they had not it, lost it, that it, game it's not cares. the series lost this weekend it's the fact they lost to texas southern 
and then they lost the series this weekend. Because the series this weekend, if they had won it, everyone could have put Texas Southern to bed. But the fact they lost the series this weekend combined with the, you know, crap show that was the Texas Southern game. Well, it's the crap show. <laughs> that both Chris Lamonis, Jordan Westberg, everyone said was pretty much an embarrassment to the program. Right. Um, had it not been for that, this weekend, yeah, you'd have been kind of aggravated that they didn't hit all that well and things, but people would have gotten over it. Right, right now, that Texas Southern loss is tainting everything. Um, that's it. State's not hitting well right now. Um, they've shown glimpses of being able to hit well at times in certain moments and in certain innings and things, but right now everyone's just kind of trying to figure it out. The guys that you think should be hitting are hitting. Justin's hitting. Rowdy's hitting. Westberg's hitting. To an extent, uh, those guys are hitting. I mean, they're all hitting over 300. Yeah. I, it, it's, a thing timely, is, it's, it's more of a timely hitting problem with those guys. Yeah. And I think you said it best, too. You may get to a few weeks down the road, and if, if Long Beach State is still pitching the way they've pitched all year long, you're like, well, it makes sense why they're not hitting at Long Beach State. Um, they're really inconsistent right now. I get the frustration, but I do think that there's a segment of, of folks right now that have just written this season off already for whatever reason like they just don't have it and that's just not a that's not a solid baseball take to have 11 games into a 56 game schedule right um the truth is probably it's always somewhere in the middle isn't it usually Uh, there's a segment of folks that are ready to pack it in like this team can't hit and then there's a segment of folks that i'm probably closer to that's like it's going to work itself out it's probably somewhere in the middle They're, they're probably what, not as good of an offensive team as we thought they might be? Right. But they're not bad either. Right. Um, and, and so what you just have to hope is that if they are that middle of the road, maybe slightly better offensive team and not elite offensively like you kind of thought they might be coming into the year, that maybe the pitching steps up a little more. And, and there's a chance of that. I mean, Christian McLeod continues to look excellent. Yeah. Will, Will Bedner looks like a star yeah. in the making um, as a freshman. Uh you just have to hope that the pitching can. T- and Carlisle Kos- Ke- Kessler, Kessler, get it right. Carlisle Kessler looked great on Friday night. I he looked, had no no offensive support. The but. way I looked at Kessler was that if it is a long term issue with Ginn, you can shuffle the rotation. McLeod, Sarantola, Kessler, and Kessler will be a fantastic Sunday starter. I think it'll be fine. Sarantola, or you may even leave Sarantola on Sunday, put Kessler on Saturday. I don't know. I don't know about that. But either way, but Sarantola. I mean, he, he he was a little up and down again, but he was better today, I thought. You know, his defense sort of did him in, gave up some unearned runs. Uh, and, of course, he didn't get a lot of run support either. State had first and third with one out at one point and, and couldn't score. Uh, after the first inning, they really couldn't do much of anything. Tanner Allen, uh, look to get an update with him. I'll get to talk to Coach Lamonis later. This, uh, or I guess if you're listening, it'll be this morning. Uh, hopefully we'll get an update on him and with JT Ginn. See what's going on there, but Al Allen had to be pulled from the game on Sunday. Are you are you okay over there? Yeah, I, I'm sorry. I, I was looking at some. He's looking at stuff. stuff. Yeah, and it's, it's it's got you wondering over there. Yeah, I was thinking. Do you need? To, are you thinking right now? Joel is looking at those stats and go, "No, maybe I'm wrong. This team's terrible." I don't no. Know. <laughs> well, I, I think I think I was saying some stats while ago that may have been after the second game of the series okay. instead of after today's game. So if if may I was a updated. little if I was a little off there, that was why. Gotcha. But that was why I was looking. Like I, I, I think everybody eyes. should breathe. This is an interesting week because you have a, a big midweek game. 
down in Pearl with USM. Uh, I mean, that's, that's a game that's going to be tough. It's going to be a tough game. Yeah. And then you have Kenny Pack. Is that, is that actually how you say it? I actually, if I must confess, I'm not 100% sure how you say it. All right. Anybody who wants to send us that phonetical spelling, we'd appreciate it. Uh, but you have that three-game set. This week. That's a team you should sweep. I don't, know anything, I don't know a whole lot about them other than I think you should sweep them. Period. End of statement. So, you know, if, if, if you go, regardless of where the loss is, if you're 3-1 and one this week, you're going to be okay. I will say this, though, and this is a drum I had to beat a few years ago with Bob, and he didn't want to believe it until it was too late. And I know you'll believe it, though. He had four non-conference losses. You can't afford too many more if you want to host. Because you right now, you, you look at this team and you think, okay, they're probably a 13-loss team in conference play. Maybe maybe 14-loss team. You can't have 22 losses and host. So Don't feel like you kind of run into that same thing that we were talking about basketball a while ago. Even if you have a a fair you know conference slate right. you're going to have some stink hanging over you from the look, non-conference I always look back to 2014 that team was 18 and 12 in the conference that should host 10 times out of 10 but they lost i think 8 non-conference games and that's where they got that's where they got them and that Texas Southern loss is, it really counts as two losses i don't i would say that state can't afford more than two more non-conference losses if they want to host yeah and if one of them comes this coming weekend that's not a good thing because Kenny Pack is one and eight. Yeah. Uh, here are their scores this year. Uh, not, I guess we'll talk more about this as week goes on. But yeah, they they lost to Texas San Antonio two to nothing, five to one, thirteen three. Okay. Uh, they lost three to James Madison, one nothing, seven nothing, twelve eleven. They uh, def- got some guessing runs there. They defeated Virginia Military Institute ten to three, and then lost to Virginia Military Institute seven three fourteen seven. So yeah, this is a team you should beat. This you, is not a good baseball. You team. should um, sweep this team. One and eight. If you if you, if you lose a game to the, if you lose the series to them, you're in, it's it's you're not hosting. You're not hosting. Because <laughs> <laughs> at that point, you would have three losses to teams that are that likely entered, sub two hundred that entered one and eight or worse. Yeah, you're in trouble. There. So we'll see where it goes. Interesting, um, uh, interesting week for MSU baseball. It's, they need it. They need to turn it around quickly. You're just laughing over there. This is a bad team. Their stats bad. I just. It's tough, you know. You're three weeks into the season. And you think, has it already gotten away from you? I don't think you, it's gotten away from you. But the loss to Texas Southern, it, it kind of. I, I mean, they, they, their now. RPI and things are going to be so bad at the end of yeah, the year. It counts as two losses. You, you cannot let that start to snowball at all. And if and Kenny, Quinny Pack, Kenny Pack, however kind of pack, Quinny Pack, yeah. <laughs> you just can't. I don't know. You hate to go into any baseball weekend saying you have to sweep. Yeah. Because it's baseball and Lord knows stuff happens. Yeah. But boy howdy, Mississippi State needs to needs sweep. To sweep. Needs to sweep. And they have Southern Miss before that. So. Yeah. It's going to be a tough week. A 4-0 and week. That said, let's play the positive game. A 4-0 and week and you're right back on track for everything. You feel great. If the team is 11-4. and at the end of this week, you're fine. You're going to be okay. Kenny Pack hits 204 as a team. Buddy, you better beat this team. Nothing you've said to me makes me think I'm wrong for and saying you need to sweep. they have a team ERA of 599. Yes, this should be a sweep. Period. I was in Oxford on Sunday, uh, and I got to witness Mississippi State for the 13th straight. Talk about sweeping. 13th straight now over Ole Miss, uh, 84-59. A game that for a moment there, Joel, I thought I was going to have something to talk about. Ole Miss led that game 32-30. 
Uh, then State went on a 26-2 run over two periods to push the lead out, and Ole Miss never got closer. I think, again, and they got down to 10 at one point, uh, and then State ends up winning it by 20, what is that, 25? 25? Yeah, that's right. Um, Aliyah Matharu has uh, really blossomed these last couple of games. She had 24 points today, 5 of 7 shooting from behind the arc. She gives State what it's lacked the whole season, which is a perimeter threat from the uh, – Perimeter. The per- perimeter threat from the backcourt is what I was trying to get at. You know, you've had Bibby up front who could shoot some threes. Yeah. Rakia Jackson can shoot a couple threes. But for the most part, Dan Barry and, and Maya Taylor are not three-point shooters. I thought Maya Taylor played really well today. She had 10 assists to only one turnover, which you will take every time. Um, but State's been doing some interesting things with this lineup with Matharu and Dan Barry out there. That gives them a lot more offense than they have when they have Taylor and Dan Barry out there. So Vic shuffling things in his backcourt a little bit. Um, Ole Miss, I'll give Ole Miss some credit. You know, they, 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 they came out, they punched with Mississippi State, they forced State into some sloppy play and into some turnovers. Uh, but in the end, the big dogs showed up and they, they got the win. Uh, and now it's said 13 straight. State is now the two seed, or they had already clinched that, but they are the two seed. They have the double bye. They'll play Friday against the winner of Florida and LSU. And then, like I said, they won't have to play South Carolina until the championship if they are able to to get that far. I think with a good week over there, if they get to Sunday, they can probably lock up a three seed. You don't want to be the four seed because then you're playing the one seed in the in the Sweet 16. You know, so you're, you would like to avoid Baylor or obviously South Carolina. I don't know if UConn will be a one seed or not, maybe. Obviously, Oregon, you don't want to play them until you have to. But all in all, this team, these last, these last two games have been good for Mississippi State. They, they've shown the ability to do some things they haven't done in, in the past, which is get some three-point shoot, shooting going. Uh, I thought defensively they were very good today. They forced a ton of Ole Miss turnovers. Um, and I think they're, they're mentally, they're, after that, that, that little lull they had there where they lose to Kentucky, they had the, the tough game with Auburn, they lose to Alabama. I feel like mentally they've got they sort of snap back into it a little bit, and uh, I think they're ready to start postseason play. I mean, this postseason is going to be very exciting to watch, sort of from a neutral perspective, but also from an MSU fans' perspective. Whatever you get out of it, you just get. But if this team makes a deep run, guys, we're, we're talking about setting the stage for three or four years of dominance in the Southeastern Conference with how young this team is and what they're bringing in and what they're doing. So I was very impressed today. I think. You know, for State to be on the road, not in hostile territory by any stretch of the imagination. You all saw Robbie Falk's uh, third straight year of MSU taking over that arena. But, you know, to take the punches early, they were down. They were losing. And, you know, what little crowd Ole Miss had there was into it. And their, their players were into it. And then State just absorbed that, rolled off a 16-2 run in three minutes to close out the second quarter like it was nothing. Matharu had 11 points in that in a minute, I think is what it was. And then come out in the second half, reestablish dominance, and, and take the game home. Very impressive win for MSU. Uh, I think they'll. I think they'll for sure get to Sunday. They do have to match up with Kentucky uh, in, on Saturday if they if they both if the seeding holds. That'll be a tough game. Obviously, Kentucky beat them in Lexington, but I think State's going to get the revenge there. I think we'll see them against South Carolina, and we'll see what happens when those two teams play each other. I know I'm looking forward to a. Potential rematch on a neutral floor with State South Carolina. Not really neutral. No. Well, that's true. Greenville, South Carolina. No, not too far from the that. heart of Horseman Country. That's true. Know. So I didn't think about that. <laughs> yeah, not yeah, not really a uh, 
a neutral site by any stretch of the imagination. So see what happens uh, there this week. Uh, of course, Robbie Falk, if you want to give somebody your business, he'll be in uh, Greenville covering all of that for you. So check that out. All right, guys, tomorrow's show, we got a positional breakdown to do. We're going to talk about the offensive line for Mississippi State. Uh, we'll look ahead a little bit to uh, Mississippi State, South Carolina. Big game on Tuesday, another big game for the Bulldogs. Chance for a quadrant one win, which w- maybe that's maybe that's what they need. Maybe that's what's missing on the, from the uh, the resume. Getting another quadrant one, maybe that'll be the difference maker for them uh, as far as the brackets go. We'll find out. Guys, have a great Monday. We'll talk to you again on Tuesday. For Joel T. Coleman, Woo. I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Talk Mississippi Media Production.